Welcome to another episode of Top Year. This week on the podcast, Max recounts memories of his childhood submarine toy that he used to play with in the bathtub. And the sub was called the Argonaut Mark One. Argonaut. And it was the first submarine to operate in like open sea. And what I thought was cool, it's powered by a 30 horsepower gasoline engine. Kyle forgets how to read. I just forgot how to read. Oh no. <laughs> Oh no. Not a good start. <laughs> and Wilson is sent to the poo corner. <laughs> <laughs> POV Wilson's pack. <laughs> I'm such a child. I'm so sorry. What was that? Oh, it's no. your pants. Yeah. I know that. <laughs> so sit back, relax, throw away your history books, and enjoy episode 13 of Top Year. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Top Year. Uh, It's good to be here. It's good to be back. Mm -hmm. Um, How are you boys going? I'm going pretty great, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Is that your word? (laughs) Yes, that's not my word. (laughs) I just wanted a bit of context to the word, but but now if we want to share our words of how we're feeling. I'm feeling intrigued. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I actually didn't think about mine. You can take pretty great. Electric. Feeling electric. Yep. <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah. Fair yep. enough. Yep. Uh, I'm feeling pretty hopeful. Ooh. It is my job this week to talk about 1898. Yeah, yeah we probably should say that at the start. And um, in the past, we've been a little... Uh, maybe Rude. prejudiced is probably not the right word, but against the, the years in the 1800s where we put them straight to the bottom of the year tier. Yeah, we've got a bit of hate for that. We have, and we're, we're working yeah. on that. Yep. Yeah. Um, you guys actually have hate for that. Yeah. That I'm, an, I'm an advocate. Yeah. I'm <laughs> so, so far true. the only top yeah. advocate for the 1800s. Oh, well. I mean, no one's pointing fingers. But I, except I you. Except is <laughs> literally doing it now. I actually am. Yeah. But I, I? I reckon this year's actually not too bad. Okay. So it's my job to convince you of that. Um, before we get into it, though, little thing to clear up from last week's episode. We, was, we were talking about fast flying Should I do a quick vehicles. recap? Oh, yeah, yeah, please, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, <laughs> so, yeah, of course, the fast vehicle. Yep. Uh, what was it called? Whoops. Let's see. The, uh, well, for s- I just forgot how to read. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Not a good start. Uh, the Gloucester Media. The Gloucester Media. It only went, only went nine, 991 kilometres an hour. Yeah. But we also had um, Bikini Atoll which is the SpongeBob Island. Hmm. Cassio yep. was made. The League of Nations was dissolved. Mensa. Pilbara Strike. Tupperware was made. The 30-ton computer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the first Cannes Film Festival. Yeah. So, yeah. It was pretty done. good. We gave it a B tier. It was pretty good. Yeah. Top of the B tier. <clears throat> position number four on the year tier for your boy, Kyle. But speaking of the Gloucester media, <laughs> it sparked a discussion of different speeds of aeroplanes. And did we mention the different Mark speeds? Or you were like, oh, it's it's Mark, fast, but it's not even Mark 1. Mark 1 is what? Well, what? It was it something like thousand, just over 1,000? 1,234 kilometres an hour. Yeah. See, that's pretty quick. Yeah. Can you get Mark 10 speed up? Let's just check that one out. We do yeah. need to clear up Mark we 10. Because check it out. as we said, <laughs> Top Gun Maverick was a documentary. So apparently Mark 10... <laughs> Is twelve thousand three hundred and forty-eight kilometers per hour. <laughs> that can't be right. 
That's just <laughs> that's bonk. And, and you're saying Tom Cruise does that at the start of Top Gun yeah, yeah. Maverick. It's yep. totally real. Does the stunt <laughs> himself. It's documentary and gee, yeah, yeah, thrilling First stuff. He's a real method actor. <laughs> <laughs> People have gone Mark One, yeah, surely. I'm surely Mark- the guy that yeah. like jumped. From outer space went Mark 1. <laughs> what was his name? Felix? Surely he went Mark 1. He must have. Was, yeah. Did Joe Kittinger jump as well? Was he a jumper? He did jump. He did jump, but he or jumped a, a out of a plane. Wasn't out of a plane? Yeah. Yeah. He went pretty quick. I don't think he hit Mark 1 though. No. I think he went Surely Mark 1, similar. you had like fire. Because yeah, it's, yeah, jeez. 1,200 Ks an hour. Pretty fast for Mark 1. Um. So anyway, I think we just, we just need to clear that up. Yeah. Because yeah. that's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> that's insane. And something else we need to clear up is uh, we can't disclose where we're getting this information from, but we are convinced from sources that we've been given that Grover is dead. Hey, you can't. Sorry, sorry. Uh, a muppeted man, <laughs> a very muppeted man. <laughs> he is not a man. He is not <laughs> He's, song. he's yeah. been taken from us and that's all I can reveal. We are determined to get to the bottom of this. <laughs> we will get to the bottom of this. So yeah, since it's no laughing matter. I don't know why I'm laughing, but since we've returned in our little top year time machine to the 18, 1800s, yeah. yeah. I don't know, just echoes of Grover in this place. Yeah. It's pretty creepy. It's something going on. Something is not right. No, definitely not. There's something awry. We'll keep you all updated. Yeah. yeah. But I think that's the perfect segue, maybe, <laughs> into a discussion of 1898. So are you both ready? I'm intrigued. I believe I am. Excellent. Well, uh, president in 1898. Yeah. William McKinley. Good name. And I should have figured out actually w- like which president, name. like how far down he was. Um, so maybe one of yeah, you can actually... that up. Thank you. But he was in from 1897 to 1901. It was the 25th US president. Okay. That's what I thought. I'm, just, I'm glad you checked. He's got yeah. some thick eyebrows. <laughs> well, what? what? There's a comparison photo of him. Him and DJ. Yeah, him and Donald Trump. Oh, gosh. Paul McKinley. Um, Who is that? Let's okay, not talk about know, it. Let's, yeah. let's move on. <laughs> now, interestingly, this guy um, was, was kind of sad. He was assassinated six months into his second term. Damn. Now, this Damn. is in 1901. So he- yeah. He second term started in 1901 and he got assassinated that year. So I'm breaking the 1898 a little bit, but I just thought this was interesting it's discussion about him. Um, so apparently he enjoyed meeting with the public and didn't like having security around him. Oh so what a fool. Already not a good start. <laughs> <laughs> and he's shaking hands at this place called the Temple of Music. Yeah, it's kind of cool. What, do they, name, do, what do they do there? I actually don't know. I think there was like an expo going on. Hmm. Probably I, some I reckon music. they might do music. Listen to some some... I know Travis Scott. <laughs> Travis Scott. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, but he's shaking hands there and this, this anarchist, Leon Xolgoz, shot him twice. Now, the first bullet kind of grazed him. The other one went into his abdomen and apparently was never found. What? It's still in there to this day. <laughs> well, it got wedged in um, there. <laughs> but he didn't actually die from the bullet wounds. He died from gangrene later Ugh. on. Just pretty awful. <laughs> That's um, not great. Third American president to be assassinated. And after his assassination, Congress requested that the Secret Service provide like presidential protection. Wow. Whoa. Yeah. So like 
after that happened, they took up like full-time responsibility to protect the president. That's actually kind of cool. Last um, week, you said that we talked about whatever president it was, and that was the longest we've ever talked about a president. Yeah. We've just beaten that. I don't think we have, though. I reckon we definitely have. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. But that's enough about the president. I'm moving on from the president. <laughs> yeah. um, so this guy, William McKinley, was in. Now, in Australia, um, this is pre-Federation. Yeah. So, um, but there's, there's a Love lot. That. There's actually a lot going on. So a few years earlier in 1891 there was this constitutional convention and they agreed that sort of before federation and before all of that, like the constitution needs to be approved by all the people in Australia. Um, and so there was referendums about the proposed constitution between 1898 and 1900. And they were in, in 1898, there were states of New South Wales, South Australia, Tassie and Victoria. Um, and now in each of those places, a majority of yes was recorded to like have a constitution. Um, but in New South Wales, they needed 80,000 yeses and they didn't get it. Oh. Um, and so there were amendments over the next sort of year. And then they went around again and New South Wales only really needed a majority. They changed the, the rules and they got the majority and Queensland was also introduced. And that is like the basis of Australia's constitution and Damn. the Commonwealth of Australia. That's kind of cool. Wow. Yeah, so heaps going on politically politically around there that time. Um, yeah, really important. Now, the population in 1898, hard to get an actual number, but around <laughs> <laughs> 1900, it was estimated at 1.6 billion. Wow. So Really? Yeah. It's not a lot. It's not heaps. Really not a lot. No. Um, now, wow. famous births. Famous births. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll know a couple of these people. <laughs> um, first up, Enzo Ferrari. Well, oh, yeah. Wow, he's Damn. an old boy. He is old. <laughs> Pretty well, old. Yeah. Was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've also got Misao Okawa, who I didn't know, but I just thought it was cool. They're a super centenarian, which is like, oh, I should have written down the actual definition. They smell really good. <laughs> super <laughs> cent. I was like the guys that like. But it's like the oldest people in the world sort of thing, like older than 100, older than. So they were born in 1898. And they passed away in 2015. What? Wow. That is Jeez. ancient. 117. What? He's lived through everything. Oh, my Lord. Um, he saw both world wars. That is insane. So that's crazy. We also had uh, C.S. Lewis. Oh, sorry. So, <laughs> so old. Um, George Gershwin, the composer. We had Rene Magritte, the painter. Uh, M.C. Escher, the designer. Shirley Booth, actress. And... Uh, a lady called Um Kulthum, who was an Egyptian singer and actress. There you go. Really, really famous as well. Kulthum. Yeah. <laughs> so some cool people. <laughs> Thank you so much for that. Sorry, that, that was really so rude. <laughs> I'm sorry, Um. She was born. It's okay. Yeah, but what if she's a, what was it, centurion, super centurion? And she's still alive. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Can confirm. No yeah. longer with us. Um, in terms of some famous people who passed away, uh, Lewis Carroll, the author, who wrote Alice's Adventures in Damn, Wonderland. Damn, he's old. Oh, super old. <laughs> yeah. uh, this bloke called Otto von Bismarck. I know who that is. The first roughly. German Chancellor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a sick name. Yeah, United Germany in 1871. Yeah. Um, we also had William Gladstone, who was the British Prime Minister. And we had the Empress Elizabeth of Austria. What? Now, I thought this was cool. Um, 
well, really not cool that she passed away. Let me just yeah. make that clear. Um, <laughs> but she was going on a stroll through Geneva with, with a friend um, and she was stabbed by this thin file, essentially, by this guy called Luigi Luceni. Luigi? He was Italian. Figures. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it went through her pericardium, which is this like fluid filled sack that goes like around the heart. Ooh. And it went into her heart and through her like lung as well. So pretty grisly Ooh. stuff. Wow. But because she was wearing this like super duper tight corset, <gasps> it held the wound closed. So like it kind of stopped the bleeding. What? So she, she, apparently it just like, she just believed that someone had bumped into her. And so she like walks down the street and they're like getting on this boat and she gets on this boat and then like collapses and they kind of, op- they go, oh crap, like you've actually been stabbed. Oh she my gosh. Yeah. Apparently she just kind of went, oh, oh. that's, that's kind of weird. And then like, it wasn't really bleeding at all because it was so tight. Oh my Lord. And then sadly she passed away after that, but that's, that's horrific. Yeah. Jeez, she got stab, stabbed and then. Yeah. Didn't even feel it. How do you not feel that? It's pretty crazy. That is. <laughs> I don't know. But. So there you go. That's another assassination. Very interesting. Wow. Um, so yeah. Now, famous movies. <laughs> <laughs> Boys, I got to tell you. <laughs> None? I didn't know. Obviously didn't know yeah. any of these. Um, I mean, two of the top ones were by this same French illusionist director called Georges Méliès. Please excuse the pronunciation. But they were called The Astronomer's Dream or The Man in the Moon, which was like a short comedy fantasy. Yeah. Um, that's like- It's pretty fa- Like, well, there's a really famous picture of like the moon with a rocket like yeah. stuck in it. I think that's came after, like a few years after. And it was a film that was based on this, but by the right. same guy. Oh. I think. Because that is like considered the first movie. Like like the first like major movie. So I th- yeah I think this that came out a few years after this, but I could be wrong there. Right, um, that's cool. But he also had one called "For Head Four Heads Are Better Than One." Um, Foreheads, maybe it was that. Um, but kind of a, a grisly kind of one. There was a movie called "An Execution by Hanging," and you can probably guess what yeah. it was about. Um, and it's the second known instance of a filmed legitimate public execution. The first one being the year before in 1897. That's hectic. What was the the director's name for man on the moon? Don't make me say it again. Is it George A. Mel? Yes. So yeah, a trip to the moon is the really famous one. And that came out of 1902. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, The moon has a face. Yeah. Yeah. It gets a spaceship in its eye. So yeah. yeah, it was the, First movie before the first movie. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So, yeah, uh, in terms of songs, 1898, I'm going to list a couple. Uh, we had Because. <laughs> you guys know that one, right? You know that one? Yeah. Because. Um, yeah. <laughs> Classic tune. We had The Boy Guest Right. We had Honey on My Lips. Uh, Swipsy Cakewalk Ooh, by Joplin. Well, <laughs> like the only artist I actually knew, like the oh. ragtime yeah, yeah, um, yeah, musician. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess I'll have to telegraph my baby. <laughs> that is so like That's such a rancid sign of the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Skipping past that because I don't know any of those or any of the artists that were. I around. love the name because. How do you because. Reckon, how do you reckon? <laughs> I guess I'll have to telegraph my baby 
How do you reckon that song goes? It was a fire track. <laughs> it probably it went on. I telegraph my baby. <laughs> <laughs> Roughly, you know? Did songs have words back then? Is that a dumb question? No. I don't, actually, I don't think so. Hmm. Just would have gone, a flute going. People are like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> my baby. Because, yeah, because. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Mm. Okay. Famous books. Now we were talking about H.G. Wells last week mm-hmm. because he was he died in 1946, yes. right? Yeah, he wrote the War of the Worlds in 1898. Whoa! Whoa. There wow. you go. This That's is nuts. Crazy. He also. I'm just what looking at now. Things. He also wrote A Trip to the Moon. He wrote that too. H.G. Yeah. Wells. Yeah. What the? Yeah. Damn. He really is the father of science fiction. Yeah. He is. And I heard his favorite song was called Because. <laughs> <laughs> Or I need to telegraph my babies. <laughs> One of the two. Both hits. Absolute hits. Uh, we also had The Turn of the Screw by Henry James, which is like a spooky ghost story. Uh, and George Bernard Shaw had a big year with Caesar and Cleopatra and Arms and the Man. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Woo. Yeah. Uh, and another interesting book that came out this year uh, it was called Hawaii Story by Hawaii's Queen. Now, it was written by Queen Lili Uakalani, uh, who was the last monarch of the Kingdom of Hawaii. Wow. That's pretty cool. So he got published in 1898, which was five years after the Kingdom of Hawaii got overthrown. Um, and she was the first and only reigning Hawaiian queen and the last like Hawaiian sovereign to govern those islands. Um, and then in – hang on, I just want to make sure I get this right – until 1893, it was sovereign, and then the monarchy kind of got overthrown. In 1894, it was an independent republic until 1898. And then in 1898, it officially became a U.S. territory. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. So there you go. That's one pretty of cool. the pretty cool things. Um, we've talked about the Nobel Peace Prize before. Only started in 1901, so nothing to add no. here. Sucked in. <laughs> there was no... Nobel Peace Prize. Yeah, I was trying to make a little If there was a Nobel Song Prize. There was Prize. Nobel oh. Peace Prize. <laughs> because. <laughs> that, that banger. <laughs> Definitely would have won. Such a bop. We should find out. We what should the, listen to yeah. that. <laughs> I'm sure it's out there somewhere. Yeah. Probably goes so hard. Why? Because. 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 Yeah. <laughs> now, the inventions in this year, oof, they had nothing better to do, so they were, in, <laughs> they were inventing some bangers. <laughs> Now, they also had nothing to do anything with. <laughs> they were just sitting there like... Ooh. Just playing with rocks or something. <laughs> well, the first one I got here is one I'm really excited about. Candy corn. Whoa. What? Yeah. So the Gerlitz Confectionery Company began manufacturing candy corn in 1898. Now, I actually Damn. don't think they were the first company to do it, but I think this is like when like it sort when, of became big. Yeah. Because it was originally called Chicken Feed... In the late 1880s. Chicken feed? Chicken feed. And this company is now called Jelly Belly. What? Damn. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of cool, actually. It's kind of nuts. <laughs> like, that's ages ago. 1898, Jelly Belly yeah. were making candy corn. That's yeah. insane. That's real. You, I swear you tried to Google that and, like, nothing came up. Well, well what was the company? Gerlitz? Gerlitz. Gerlitz. What was the name of the German guy? At the start, Otto van Bismarck. I thought they had the same last name. 
I'm just he was the Chancellor of Germany and also and invented also, <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm just was, it, was, it, was a snack fiend. He loves some chicken feed. He's got a handful of chicken feed. <laughs> Actually, no, it's very crunchy. Oh, true. Okay, so it was called chicken feed, and then in 1898 it was it was like candy corn. And what's because that like, sounds way more appealing than chicken feed? Yeah, what's with like old treats having just like the most awful names? <laughs> Butter sandwich. <laughs> that that goes hard. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you're saying. No, no, it's that. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay, there's a few more inventions I want to talk about. The first remote control. So, <laughs> what does it control? So, so uh, <laughs> have a remote. <laughs> N- Nikola Tesla. Oh, like so he gave the first demonstration of like a boat going around in water controlled by a remote control. That's which so was in cool. Madison Square Garden at an electrical exhibition. Madison Square Garden, that is not the place I'd think. Like, like uh, yeah. And so he got a patent for it in 1898. Yeah. That's kind of cool. So it was like the first thing that could transmit to something that can move around. Yeah. What am I saying? They op- <laughs> yeah. Look, I'll be honest with you. The, the last two sentences that come out of our mouths I'm just trying to think about. Poor. I'm trying to think about what because sounds like. That's just. Okay. <laughs> We'll go off mic, we'll listen to the cars. We'll find it somewhere. All right, Um, I'm I'm back in the zone now. So that's cool. A couple more. The semi-automatic shotgun. Oh, whoa. Jeez. So it was was painted later in in 1900, actually. And the first one was called the Auto 5. And it relied on long recoil operation. Wow. That's kind of cool. What does long recoil mean? Actually, just like. Goes bounces up really high. Or, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the recoil from the gun just like flips you backwards. Or <laughs> Do some like karate moves while you're there. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> now speaking of semi or semi semi truck, the semi truck. The semi truck was invented. Awesome. That's awesome. Uh, developed by Alexander Winton as a means of transporting cars without wasting their mileage. <sighs> That's, That's awesome. very cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, I've got goosebumps hearing that. <laughs> <laughs> nah, this one. You got the goosebumps book. Just <laughs> you fucking do that. <laughs> Pulled it out of his pocket. Yeah. Hey, man, we're actually in 1898. Those didn't exist. I'm such a villain this week. I'm just getting <laughs> so many tangents. <laughs> hey, at least it's not me. No, it's good. Keep it coming. Keep it coming. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, another good one. The vertical filing cabinet. Whoa. That is not a thing that I would think would like. Don't worry, that's not a sentence. <laughs> what does a horizontal fire, filing cabinet look like? That's a good that, point. That's what I meant to I say. I don't know, actually. Yeah, let's have a look, shall we? But it revolutionised efficient record keeping and archiving. <laughs> that's just not horizontal. <laughs> is it just a vertical one on its side? I mean, it's 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 a vertical one. <laughs> yeah, it's just really short. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> I typed in a horizontal filing cabinet original and it just... It's just a really short... I- Ikea <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe go 1898. That 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 could be the the thing that... Don't worry. I can't speak English today. <laughs> you guys are having a shock. You and me both. It's all right. Yeah. Now it's that just come be, up with no, like... That, that could be in there actually. But now that... But it's... This is really exciting for people listening to this. You can't <laughs> yeah. see anything. <laughs> Yeah, we're doing great podcast investigation. Yeah. If you're listening now, Google and you it. Want to listen to just something Google better? It. Just yeah, go onto your music and <laughs> search because 1898, <laughs> and then come back. Yeah, but make sure you come back. Okay. Anyway, I've got one more kind of invention that came out of this year. Uh, 
and it was by Edwin Prescott, uh, a designer from Massachusetts. And this man was granted a patent for an improvement to roller coasters that wow. ride enthusiasts have come to know as the loop the loop. <gasps> oh my lord! To this day, those things still make me poo my pants. <laughs> 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 POV Wilson's pants. <laughs> I'm such a child. I'm so sorry. What was that? Oh, it's your pants. Yeah. I know. <laughs> oh, jeez. So loop the loop. The vertical loop was invented in 1898. Why were roller coasters even a thing back then? Yeah, they like, wanted something fun. They would be like the most dangerous thing yeah, ever. Like, they would have been made out of wood. So a loop to loop made out of wood. Oh, gosh. I can't imagine how many people That would be the most rickety thing. On that. I wonder oh how many people goodness. died just doing that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, now for some, some science. Uh, and I thought this was kind of cool, so I wanted to chuck it in there. Uh, the discovery of the noble gases krypton, neon, and xenon by William Ramsey and Morris Travers. Wow. And then Marie and Pierre Curie discover polonium. What? And then oh my Lord. they both also discover radium. How do you what? discover H- How do you discover stuff? Do you just look at it and go, that is... I've never seen that before. I meant science stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How do you discover I stuff? I, <laughs> I thought I had to know, clarify. <laughs> um, but it's the only moment where five elements have been discovered in the same year. What? Wow. Apparently. Five elements. That's insane. Huge. You want to hear a really weird fact about science? Maybe. (laughs) That's very general. (laughs) I know. Okay. One of my maths teachers in high school has a moon named after him because he discovered it. What? Yeah. What's it called? I don't remember, but it was something. He was was (laughs) like Melville. It was something Melville. Wow. Yeah. And he also played in Wimbledon. (laughs) That same man. Yeah. And he's teaching in high school maths. Yeah. What a career! What a fall from grace. That's yeah, pretty. <laughs> no, how good? Why not? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he, yeah, he had his yeah. time. That's awesome. Yeah. Discovering moons, just hidden mm-hmm. balls, playing you know? tennis. Yep. Yeah. Oh, and Sp- another thing about the man. He has he would, in his car. He would always have a skeleton just next to him in the passenger seat. Yeah. All right, maybe this guy's just a weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's just an odd bloke. He's that like odd. the guy who's just always in the right place at the right time yeah. and has a skeleton in his yeah. car. Imagine he offers you a lift and you go to get in his car, you open the door, that's- it's just a skeleton in the seat. <laughs> that's so I, weird. Just you can't sit there. Yeah, sorry. That's, that's <laughs> reserved. Okay. Anyway, we, right. were, we were speaking about hitting balls and that's the perfect segue to some sport news. Oh, wow. Um, in Wimbledon tennis, 1898, and the men's... Uh, <laughs> Wilson's teacher. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, uh, Melville. No, we had uh, RF Doherty, who was the defending champ, beat his brother in the final, Lawrence Doherty. Damn. Oof. Uh, and in the women's, Charlotte Cooper beat Louisa Martin for her third Wimbledon singles championship. The family dinners have got to be a bit rough. I know. Yeah. Your brother Losing to Wimbledon. your brother and then going to dinner. <laughs> yeah. Bread would be thrown. Yeah. Maybe now. even tennis balls would be thrown. <laughs> just, just a thought. They just always have one in their pocket. <laughs> yeah, you always get to have a couple of them. Yeah, yeah. Got, 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 like three in your pocket. <laughs> 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 oh, gosh. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. Okay, the second ever Boston Marathon was run. Not the rowing. Not marathon. the rowing. No, no, actually, yeah. Not the rowing, the actual running one. That's Yeah, Boston. And the winner 
goes by the name of Ronald McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is going on? <laughs> the winner was Ronald McDonald, and he won the race in two hours forty-two. Ronnie, wow, that's and which was the, the record? I mean, it was the second year. It was the record? Yeah, because before it was two hours fifty-five and ten seconds. Damn. So Ronald Go McDonald, Ronnie. and then he. Opened up a restaurant. <laughs> became a mascot <laughs> for a restaurant. Yeah. Put, put clown makeup on. <laughs> and one last thing about sport, which I thought was actually really cool. Uh, the first six in international cricket was hit. What? How long had cricket been? Cricket had been around for like... So it had been around for a while, years. I think. Um, and it was hit by an Australian guy called Joe Darling. Uh, Joe. Well, okay, here we go. 21 years after the first test was played. So wow. it had been around for ages. Now... Any like back then, if you hit the ball over the boundary, it was five runs. Uh, oh, what? Oh, and because it was like such a good hit that it gets six or something. So a six had to be hit out of the ground. What? And it's only one more run. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he hit the first oh, out that, of the ground shot, which was six. That makes sense. Why it's four and six? Consider it like because it will used to be four, five, and six. Yeah, and then they changed. It, the rule in 1910, I think. Right. So it's no longer five. I think that's when it maybe went down to four and then it was six over the boundary instead of out yeah, of the... that's kind of cool. But anyway, yeah, the first ever six was hit. That's so weird. Pretty cool. And in the same innings, he went on to hit two more sixes. Legend. <laughs> what a joke. <laughs> Wait, so like every time just out of the park. Yeah. Damn, how big were these parks? I actually don't know. Probably not. they the same size. Uh, but yeah. Probably just like your local cricket ground. Yeah. Over the fence. Good on it. What would be, what be huge though? though. Yeah. No. Anywho. <laughs> <laughs> now for some brief food. Uh, oh, food. Sandwiches? Hey. Astr- well, before we get there, I just want to mention that Australia's first commercially available peanut butter was made <gasps> by Sanitarium Health Food Company. Wow. So peanut butter, everyone's eating that. <laughs> um, I tried to find some info on the sandwiches. Tricky. I'm just built different. <laughs> but you got you got a guy. <laughs> He's got a sandwich guy. Sandwich guy. <laughs> I found this. About the club sandwich. <gasps> Apparently the, the oldest known recipe is from 1897. And I found this quote from the New York American from the 6th of April, 1898, <laughs> titled Club Sandwich. Wow. I'm going to read it now. Does your little one go to school and take a lunch? <laughs> Take a lunch. <laughs> Take a lunch. If so, prepare a club sandwich for the luncheon basket. Cut the bread in thin slices, toast and butter. Slice the white meat from a roast chicken, salt, pepper, and add a dash of mustard to suit taste. Put between the layers of chicken a slice of broiled breakfast bacon. Not too well done. Lay next to toast two pieces of crisp lettuce and you have the most palatable <laughs> as well as healthful, healthful thing in the way of sandwiches. <laughs> Sounds like the driest <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> <laughs> So there you go. Everything is just oh. toasted. And broiled. <laughs> broiled bacon. Ugh. Just like, ugh. But did we just, does a club sandwich have like a piece of bread in the middle? Yeah. This oh. one doesn't. I've had one recently. Oh. You did too, yeah. A club sandwich. I have a photo of it. Yeah. So maybe I'll chuck that on the oh, Instagram. Oh, chuck that up there, man. But yeah, it was great. Okay, now I've got a bunch of things here. They're not in any particular order, so <laughs> some of them are short, some of them are long, some of them are not as good, and some of them are funny. So, quick one to start. January 1st. Uh, New York City kind of 
merges with Brooklyn to become the city of greater New York uh, and gets split into five boroughs. Wow. Wow. As it still is today. It's pretty cool. So there you go. Just a real rapid fire one. Wanted to yeah, drop that in there. It's pretty cool. Um, now a little call back to something we mentioned earlier in the episode. Uh, what could it be? I'm going to butcher this name, so just bear with me. Uh, Gert Adrian's <laughs> Boomgard. Boomgard? <laughs> Is it spelled Bumgard? No. No. Boom. Um, from the Netherlands becomes the world's first validated super centenarian. Wow. What? Uh, so in January of 1908, sorry, 1897, they passed the final age of the person who was the oldest man ever, which was 108. And then by like April of 1898, they were older than the previous oldest person, who was 109. Uh, and so they became the oldest ever verified person at the time. Oh my, being 109 in 1898 means you're alive in the, oh. in the 1700s. <laughs> you're just like so With healthy. Like, and like the average, like, like the lifespan for people then was like 50. Yeah. How do you do that? Yeah, that's nuts. And then- this person died on the 3rd of February the next year and they were 110 and 135 days. Oh, my Lord. Damn. That's so old. And then what's his face earlier was, you know, beat that. Oh, that. Uh, oh, no. No, this was no. good. Um, Misao Okawa. That's it. Uh, okay. So I just want to drop that in there as well. Now, around February, uh, there was something that wasn't so great. Uh, the automobile belonging to Henry Linfield in Brighton. It rolled out of control down a hill in London, England, and it hit a tree. And he became the world's first driver fatality from an automobile accident on wow. a public highway. Damn. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. And so, yeah, his electric carriage kind of lost control of it and over- hit a tree, overturned. Um, and curiously, he didn't actually die from that very incident, but he died of shock in the following days because I had to amputate one of his legs. Wow. So pretty crazy stuff. Um, oh. Now, apparently according to this auto car publication from 1898, he'd only driven the car a couple of times and the accident was probably due to the fact of the speed being so high. Mark 10. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, given benefit of the doubt, at least Mark 5. <laughs> Just like... <laughs> no, okay, no, guess guess how fast in um, kilometres. Oh, like 30. 73. 73? You see a 30? Yeah. 25. <laughs> That's Which like is a pretty high speed for a novice to maintain, apparently. <laughs> a novice to maintain. school zone. Yeah. But yeah, so that's pretty crazy. I mean, yeah. Wow. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> that's yeah it's not quite mark 10 but not <laughs> it's not that impressive how far we've come <laughs> <laughs> now uh this one i just thought was kind of interesting and so i'll, I'll send it over to you <laughs> <Receive. an email. laughs> three to five business yeah here we go. <laughs> so the end of may there was this uh a person called secondo pia and they took the first photograph <laughs> oi <laughs> What? Sorry, you're saying <laughs> the two <Don't>. children. <laughs> the what? Oh. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> oh gosh. Just yeah. 
Nothing. <laughs> anyway, they took the first photograph of the Shroud of Turin. Uh, now, for those that don't know, I certainly didn't know. I don't know. The Shroud of Turin is also known as the Holy Shroud. And it's a length of linen cloth that has like a faint image of the front and back of like a person's face and like a person's body. And uh, it's really important like in the Catholic church and they, I don't know if they still do, but it was considered like the actual burial shroud that wrapped up Jesus after his crucifixion. What Whoa. The hell? That thing looks freaky. And that his face has like somehow imprinted itself onto there. That's crazy. So, yeah, it was discovered in like the mid 1350s in this town in France. Uh, and in 1898, um, this person, Secondo Pierre, they were allowed to take a photo of it for the first time. Um, and. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <I'm> so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'll explain after. Like, okay, yeah, yeah. Let me get to the end and then explain. Um, and so the cloth itself is kind of this like brown sepia sort of color. But when you take a picture of it, um, like the, the photographic negative makes the face really obvious. Wow. Uh, and so, yeah, it's associated with a popular Catholic devotion to the holy face of Jesus. That's pretty wow. insane. Um, Kyle just got a photo of it up and it is like, kind of terrifying. It is a little bit, yeah. <laughs> you can see the face. Yeah. Which is crazy. And I'm like, how legit is that really? I yeah. Mean, it's not like a coffee stain or something. <laughs> no. Um <laughs> And, yeah, I think the authenticity of it's been kind of questioned. Right. Um, I mean, I don't doubt that at all. I mean, like, that's such a weird claim. It's a crazy claim. Yeah. yeah. And um, why would there be a face on the thing that wrapped Jesus? Because it, like, wrapped over his yeah. face and, like, imprinted his face. Oh, so it. it's tiny. I, sorry. From that photo, it looked massive. I couldn't really tell. It just looked like, it just looked like it was a big thing. I don't know. That's so weird. But yeah, it's, it's really eerie. So if you get a chance, look up a photo. Yeah. Um, Maybe we'll put it up on Instagram as well. Um, That's, yeah. Anyway, I'm about to move on to the next one. Do you want to mention anything about... No. Secondo. Okay. <laughs> I meant after recording. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> Some, my mum listens to this, so I... <laughs> <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> Shout out to mum. Yeah. Um, <sighs> she wasn't born in 1898. <laughs> Checks out. Now, something a little bit lighter. In November 1898, it's the official birth date of organised cheerleading. <laughs> what a strange fact. <laughs> I know. So apparently it had been around and it was this like... <laughs> sorry, some small child <laughs> ran outside. <laughs> Man, there was so much going so on. a lot going on. Okay. Um, so it had been around for a little while before that and it was like an all-male thing. Um then in 1898, at the University of Minnesota, J- Johnny Campbell gets up and leads the crowd in this chant, which I'm not going to chant. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm just going to say, Ra, 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 skiu, ma, hurrah, hurrah, varsity, 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 Minnesota. All right, on three. <laughs> well, you've all got that? You got that? Yeah. <laughs> One, two, three. <laughs> rah, rah, rah. So, yeah, and that was, like, considered the birth of cheerleading. Wow. And then soon after that, the University of Minnesota organised what they called a yell leader. <laughs> and it was, like, a squad of the these people. screamed. Who still use that chant. Like, that, like, that <gasps> chant is apparently still around. That's... Um, that's and then crazy. a little while later, in 1923, that's when women were allowed to participate in cheerleading. Um, 
So it was men first. Yeah. That's, wow. Because interesting, like, like it took ages. And then like around the 1940s when a lot of the men were getting drafted to World War II, um, there was a lot more opportunity for women to like go to sporting events. What? Um, yeah. Mm. So there you go. Cheerleading originated. Um, kind of cool. Yeah. That could, that could be the official chant of Toppy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll practice. Yeah, rah, we'll practice rah. That for the yeah. next episode. Okay. Ra ra top year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really should have put these in some kind of order because they're a little bit crazy. But it's all good. Um, the end of the year. Uh, Again, I thought this was really interesting. It's very weird, but <laughs> the first of the two Tsavo man-eaters is killed. Sorry? Now, these Tsavo man-eaters were a pair of man-eating lions Whoa. Uh, that were in the Tsavo region of Kenya. And they um, they were building this Kenya-Uganda railway between like March and December of 1898. And over the nine-month period these two lions were like terrorizing these people wow. and like stalking the camps and like dragging people out of their tents at night, like real freaky <laughs> stuff. That's crazy. Um, and apparently there was one point when like their tax kind of went down, but then there was reports from like villages around going like, no, no, it's because the lions are at our villages now and like attacking us. Oh my gosh. Um, and there was like daily killings from these things. <laughs> Just insane. And so they tried to build these like fences and fires and like, yeah, thorn fences and the lions would just, like, jump over them or, like, oh creep gosh. through them. That is terrifying. And so the second one died three weeks after the first one, so sort of the end of 1898. Guess how many people that they killed? Give me is some digits. Three digits. Three digits. Oh, I've got a number, and I'm feeling good about it. Go. Yeah. Well, not. <laughs> 163. Okay, Wilson. 142. Pretty close. 135 people. Wow. Seven off. Now, apparently, after they died, they spent 25 years as this guy, John Henry Patterson's floor rugs. <laughs> of uh, course. And then they were sold to the Field Museum of Natural History in 1924, so a bit later, uh, for a sum of $5,000. So not a lot of money. A measly but, sum. Yeah. Um, apparently, they arrived in pretty bad condition, and then now they're permanent display at the museum. Wow. Jeez. Yeah. It's like the cocaine bear. It kind of is. So a, a bit less cool. A bit yeah. Less, yeah, I don't know. Yes. Well, John Patterson, the guy tragic. who killed them? Yes. Gee, that'd be insane to have that on your, like, as your rug. Yeah. That's, like, such a The terror such a claim. That'd be yeah. so terrifying. I have a fact here. Yeah. I don't know if you have it. No, no. Go on. Um, apparently, they were 2.95 metres long. <laughs> and it, it, yeah, that's crazy. And it took eight men to carry... Oh, my gosh. The, how lion. much would a lion like that big weigh? Heaps. And also, curiously, I remember they, they didn't have any manes, but they were both oh. male lions, apparently. What? Okay, apparently a normal lion is only two metres long. Whoa! So these ones were basically... They were giants. Huge. Gee, and they didn't have manes. That's nuts. It's the ultimate, like... Predator. That's so scary. All right, I've got a couple more things here. I'll try to speak through them because I'm aware that I've been talking for a while. Now, uh, on January 6th, we had the first telephone message from a submerged submarine. Wow. That's kind of cool. Which, to me, just sounds so early. Like, so yeah, long true. ago. true. Um, but it was done by this guy, Simon Lake. It's a great name if you're oh, yeah. inventing that's, submarines. That's just Perfect amazing. Name. Uh, and the sub was called the Argonaut Mark I. The Argonaut. And it was the first submarine to operate in, like, open sea. 
And what I thought was cool, it's powered by a 30 horsepower gasoline engine. And now air was drawn down through a, like a hose, like a floating hose. What? What? So this had like a little hose attached? Apparently. <laughs> and it had wheels so it could roll along the bottom. What? Wow. <laughs> Imagine being in that submarine. All right, guys, I need a bit of air. <laughs> this walking <Yeah>. back. <laughs> it's kind of nuts. So, yeah, the first telephone message from a submerged submarine. Um, do you guys want to know what it was? Absolutely, I do. Was it like, hello? Help. Uh, I've, got, I've actually found the recording as well. I'll just uh, quickly oh, yeah. play it for you now. Hello, hello, <laughs> it's Nutbusters. Oh, my gosh. Damn. So there you go. Nutbusters. That's it. Simon Lake himself. sounds kind of familiar. Yeah, strangely yeah. familiar. Mm. These um, 1800s of uh, <laughs> something peculiar going something on around Something going around. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so Never I thought that was fun. Never find out what that one's about. Mm. No. <laughs> now to turn the, turn the vibe down just a little bit, oh. uh, 1898 was heavily characterised by the Spanish-American War. Oh, yeah. So this thing was big. Now- Sort of started around February um, when the ship called the USS Maine exploded. Um, and apparently they never really established why it exploded or anything like that. But a few months later, US declares war on Spain. Um, and there was the US intervention in the Cuban War of Independence. There was heaps of stuff going on, um, which wasn't good. It was all pretty bad. Uh, and it kept going for a while. Um, and eventually in December, so sort of right at the end of the year, uh, the Treaty of Paris gets signed, which ends this thing which was pretty nasty. Wow. Um, and when they signed that treaty, the ownership of Puerto Rico, Guam, and the Philippines changed from Spain to the US. Uh, and the US got temporary control of Cuba. So there was lots of like shifting powers going on. Um, yeah, and it brought an end to almost four centuries of Spanish presence in the Americas, Asia, and the Pacific. Whoa. Not bad at so all. So like a huge change. Yeah. And lots of turmoil going on. Um, so that's not, not a great thing that happened in this year. Also. Um, and while all this was going on, there was this bloke called Joshua Slocum. <laughs> That's a name. <laughs> that is, that is that one is of name. the names. And in 1898, he completed a three-year solo circumnavigation of the world. Three years. Three years. So he left on in 1895. And then, like, yeah, more than three years later, he gets back in June of 1898. Done a lap of the world, sailed more than 46,000 miles. It's the first person to single, sail single-handedly around the world. Whoa. Um, Three years. I don't know why it took so long. It must have stopped off somewhere. Fallen off I don't the map, know. like the edge of the world. Yeah, <laughs> potentially. Then he climbed well, back up. Yeah. Then he started going marked. <laughs> <laughs> he's zooming around the world. Um, but yeah, apparently his return very strong. Yeah, his return. No one really noticed because of the Spanish American War, because oh. that was like dominating uh. the news. So a bit of a bummer for him. Gets back yeah. and everyone's like, "Don't worry, Josh. We know. We know. <laughs> we know." And. Actually, quite sad. In 1909, he disappeared on his boat, the Spray. Was disappeared, gone. 1909? <laughs> yeah, so a little bit later Damn. on. Wow. Um, Bye, Josh. Never heard from again. <laughs> Apparently, take this how you will, he was an experienced mariner, but he never learned to swim and considered learning to swim to be useless. What <laughs> an idiot. If you what? were getting on a boat... <laughs> And circumnavigating the world on your own. The first thing I reckon I would do before even stepping on a boat that sounds would ridiculous. have a, at least a knowledge of swimming. <laughs> a basic knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess we kind of know how we died then. Yeah. We can assume. Yeah. 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 Gee, there was treachery cool. involved. He didn't do it. He was kidnapped and he was taken away. That's what happened. Could there be a conspiracy? Maybe. Absolutely. Maybe. Another conspiracy. <laughs> We're racking oh them up. Oh, my God. Okay. I've got a couple more quick ones. Um, 
on the 28th of August. Um, it's my brother's birthday. Shout out. I think he listens to this. Um, American pharmacist Caleb Bradham names his, names his soft drink Pepsi-Cola. Oh, this is the second time you've brought up a, a, is it? a fizzy drink. Yeah, you said there was one where... Oh, maybe I did. I did in 1886. 1886 was yeah. Coca-Cola was Coca-Cola. invented. It was Wilson. My right. Man. So yeah, 1898, he names the drink Pepsi. It did exist before that. Oh, but he named it Pepsi. Do you want to have a guess as to what it was called? I don't think you're ever going to guess it. Poopsy? No. <laughs> <laughs> it um, was something drink. Good drink. And his name's Caleb Bradham. Ham drink. <laughs> No, that would have been cool. Brad's drink. <laughs> <laughs> it was called Brad's drink, apparently. And then it got renamed in 1898 to Pepsi-Cola. Brad's and in drink. 1961, sorry to spoil, gets renamed as Pepsi. Oh. Now, it got called Pepsi-Cola because cola, referring to the flavour, and Pepsi because it was advertised to relieve dyspepsia or indigestion. <laughs> yeah, I mean... That kind of makes sense. I thought that was kind of cool. It's trying to like make a drink to <laughs> aid people. <laughs> yeah, indigestion. Now the color of Pepsi, I just think this is interesting, is caramel E150D. Isn't Coke supposed to be like green? I feel Isn't like I've heard that. Which I doesn't look green know. to me. No, it doesn't look green to me either. That could also be a myth that I was told in year three and I've just, <laughs> just followed me with through life. <laughs> mm. And also just curiously, I want you to guess how many variations of Pepsi there are. 45. Or there have been in the past. 45, I'm staying strong. Is it two digits? It's two. It's not 45. Oh, is it more or less? It's way less. <laughs> Seven. I oh, I was 19. I think 11. Oh. <laughs> so it sounds way less cool now that you've said 45. <laughs> um, but some of these include some wacky ones. Crystal Pepsi <laughs> apparently is clear. Yeah. They have it in America. Yeah. Um <laughs> Some the, other classics. The meth variation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, your Pepsi Twist, Pepsi Lime, Pepsi Wild Cherry, and also Nitro Pepsi. You can pour that in your car. Which I think is, yeah, <laughs> makes your car go faster. Makes your car go Mark 10. And there we have it. Hey, yep. speaking of fast cars, oh I've got one last thing goodness. real quick. A guy was going 25 kilometers an hour. <laughs> <laughs> in December. Gaston de Chazelou Lobo sets the first official land speed record in an automobile. Can we guess? Please. Well, before, uh, it was done in an electric vehicle, a Jean Todt electric car, and it was conducted from a flying start. So the car's already moving when it passes like the, the starting line. I want you to have a guess how fast it went over one kilometer. Three digits. No. <laughs> <laughs> Two? Yes. Not four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Over one kilometre. 45 kilometres. Isn't it kilometres or miles? I've got both, but kilometres is fine. 86 kilometres. Close. 72. 63. Dude. <laughs> He's zooming. I, <laughs> it's like an average Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> That's how fast I drove to come yeah. to pick you up. <laughs> so you would have beat him. It took him 57 seconds to go one kilometre apparently. Um, and I just thought it was funny that his full name is really long. It's Count Charles Francois Gaston Louis Prosper de Chazelou Le Bol. <laughs> that name is that 63 kilometers so long. They, they <laughs> had to fit that on the trophy when they gave it to him. Uh, <laughs> just wrapped all the way around the trophy. But anyway, just finished on a speed record. Mm. Over to you. There was lots there. That's a very densely packed year. Wow. 
I do think that's better than 1886. Okay. Yeah, I mean, without I mean, yeah. <sighs> the question I want to know is, is it a C tier or a D tier? I think it's a C. Or even what do we have in this? Yeah, actually, yeah, not to lead. It could be a B. Gee, as we've got more years here, we really have to make this make this important. I reckon people it's a, do care. A, mm. a low, like a mid to low C. Hmm. I think this. Yeah, I'd say in I between nineteen ninety two and nineteen twenty eight. Yeah, I was. I says so at the middle of the C tier. Yeah. So in nineteen ninety two, Cartoon Network was created. The end of apartheid. The Kazawi dinosaur was discovered. That's the first episode, yeah. That was. And the first text in the 1928 yeah. intro of Mickey and Minnie Mouse. Yeah, I reckon that's in between those. So two. it's going above that? Yeah. I reckon oh. it goes in the so middle. So it'd be ninth between. on the year two. Yeah, yeah, it'd be ninth. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm is, happy with this that. It's getting hard now. That's long. Yeah, that, that wasn't <laughs> I'll, I'll take that it. Took some, that took some thinking there. Number nine. I will take that. A C tier. I just want to quickly count how many you have... Like, what what the what the you know difference is in? Because I have two like right at the bottom, which you hey, know that's just the luck of the randomizer, man. Yeah, you got, you got a C and a D. Yeah, but you have a B. I do have a B. Max is leading with an S tier. Yeah, that's, that's like that's just got to be. That feels really good. Nineteen seventy eight <laughs> was a great year though. The double eagle mark two. Yeah, yeah. And, so much going on and Dixicles. <laughs> All right, we better wrap this thing up. It's going for a long time. Um, now, boys, we've got another email to our top year email address. It's very exciting. This one comes from a, uh, a Fisher Day. Thank you for contacting <gasps> the show. Goodness, I know your, last, your last name's Day. I know, it's a weird coincidence. <laughs> anyway, he mentions uh, a little... Well, he did say that he likes hearing about not-so-famous people with silly names doing not-so-important things. So <laughs> We like that too. That kind of sums up top year pretty well. <laughs> yeah. um, but he has a little factoid about episode seven which was about 1978. Now, in that episode, we talked about the Billboard top song being Shadow Dancing by Andy Gibb. And there was a bunch of other songs right at the top there by the Bee Gees. And he says, not sure if it's on your radar, but Andy Gibb was the younger brother of Barry, Robin and Maurice, the Bee Gees. Oh, he was a younger brother. Yeah, and he beat them on the Billboard. (laughs) That's crazy. He just kind of wanted to get revenge or something. I think he was a bit sad he got left out. (laughs) Yeah. Released yeah, a hit track. Sure. And he just wanted to put him in their place. What a legend. Good for him. Yeah. So what a nice little uh, nice little fact. Thanks for yeah. reaching out. Thank you. Thanks, Fish. Um, but yeah, email us at topyearpod yeah. at gmail.com. Yeah, hit us with some more facts. Yeah. I agree. Hey, uh, Wilson, do you want to randomise a year for next year? I'd, I'd be honoured. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here it is. We've got 1905. Oh, oh. <laughs> so kind of like kind of close. Very similar, yeah. Did we talk about 1905 at all? We talked about 1909. Yeah, no. Mm, no no mention of 1905 just yet. Okay. Well, that'll be exciting. I'm looking forward yeah. to that. But I'm thanks excited. thanks for listening this week, everyone. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Um, check us out on Instagram. Send us, send us some voice memos because um, we'd love to play them on the show. Love to hear from you all. Um, emails. We'll, we're still working on the complaint form. <laughs> so... <laughs> we hear your complaints and we take them into account. Yeah, we hear you. No, no need to worry. But yeah, have a great week. We'll well, the email time. is topyearpod oh. at gmail.com. Yes, <laughs> got the email. And our Instagram is topyearpod. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for reminding me. Indeed. But it's been real. See you next time. It has been so real. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> it has been <laughs> so real. 
I'll see you next time. It's always been too real. <laughs> just, just end it now. Homework for everyone. <laughs> Listen to because. <laughs> <laughs> Who was that song by? I don't know. Why? Because. because. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>